Hi, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another edition of One on One. And with me this week, I have Dave Myers, who's Chief Operating Officer of M-Particle. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. And we're sitting in M-Particle's New York office, which I understand is the head office on a rather cold winter's day. But you're over from the West Coast? Uh, uh, we have an office on the West Coast in San Francisco, right? and I'm actually personally originally from Seattle, so we've got some deep ties. Okay, okay. Now, we're going to talk about M-Particle and what it does, but I thought uh, a good way to enter into that would be to talk about how you came to M-Particle, because you're one of the co-founders. Yes. So it was kind of your run-up to it. Yeah, we started the company um, about four years ago. And um, the co- my, my co-founders and myself had come from kind of a world of data and marketing and advertising. We built a, a firm called uh, an ad tech firm, a data and analytics and advertising technology firm um, that was acquired by Yahoo. And, uh, and Yahoo was kind of the last stop before starting M-Particle. And um, when we started M-Particle... Um, Really, what we were seeing in the marketplace was something that um, we like to call mobile shock, mm-hmm. which is uh, in mobile apps in particular, uh, the great promise of mobile um, really falls uh, in, in disproportionately on the shoulders of the marketer, right? right. If you think about, uh, you know, at a very fundamental level, what the marketer's job is, uh, it's, you know, our view is it's to acquire customers, it's to retain customers, Mm -hmm. it's to win back lapsed customers or users, and it's to engage with them and grow their overall spend or some LTV metric over time. And and apps are perfect for that, right? Uh, So when we started the company, what we really saw was this this great promise of mobile um, was really, um, you know, like I said, falling disproportionately on the marketer because the apps were so perfect for that. Yet at the same time, the tool sets that the marketers had that they were used to in web mm-hmm. and the speed at which they were used to moving in web and uh, the kind of the lack of and, and how they'd frittered away some of what historically had been technical dependencies so they could move largely unencumbered in web was completely lacking in mobile. They were just stymied, right? And we set up to really solve some of those changes. And this is something like three or four years ago? Yeah, uh, three and a half, four years ago. Okay, yeah. so the mobile revolution had outrun marketers and what they were used to doing. Could you give some examples of that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you're, if you're an enterprise, and, and our core focus and, and, and customers are really enterprise firms, right, uh, and you go on this journey of building your B2C app, let's say your your Spotify or your Airbnb or your Starwood, all of whom are clients of ours, right. as you begin to kind of build and evolve that sustainable business on this app platform, you need to be able to plug into services to grow that business. So you need push notifications. You need analytics. Sometimes you'll need several different types of analytics vendors. You'll need attribution for your paid media campaigns and so on. And the way that you do that in the mobile world is actually by embedding a third-party code library yeah. that they wrote into your precious B2C app. So suddenly you have massive technical dependency for any service that you want to orchestrate and enable, right? And that technical dependency lands on those engineering resources that are arguably among the most scarce of all engineering resources, which is app developers, right? Interesting. Yeah. So, so here you are, you've got technical dependency for any service that you want to plug in to engage with 
uh, your users, perform analytics on your users, properly attribute the, the results of paid you know, media campaigns to users. Uh, and you're not going to fix that stack, right? So there's a proliferation of these services and new innovations are coming along all the time. So the analytics or the push notification provider or service that you have in there now, there's a good chance that's not going to be the same provider that you have 18 months from now. So, so, so here you are embedding this third-party SDK or code library that some other vendor wrote who's an SDK engineer may not even be a core competency of theirs. And now you're having to maintain it and any impact that it has on your app really for the, for, for the future, right? At, at a very elementary level, and tell me if I'm getting this wrong, it's, it sounds like it's part of the move away from a web environment where it's all about cookies, it's about running fairly uh, simple analytics, whether it be Google Analytics or something more elaborate. Mm-hmm. And that was all, in comparison to this environment, that was yeah. all fairly clear, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fairly clear. Uh, it was very easy to deploy new services. It was fairly easy to roll back. Um, as advanced as mobile apps are, uh, and certainly the phones that run them, uh, they're also arguably a giant leap backwards in mm-hmm. terms of software distribution and deployment, right? You're really back to shipping software. Uh, you know, for, for some of your readers that might have worked in technology in, in the mid to late 90s, you're really back to client-server computing and distributing that, right? The difference is, though, is that our smartphones are actually a lot more powerful than the PCs were. But you're, you're fundamentally back to a software distribution model that... It requires technical dependency for anything that the marketer or anyone else in the business wants to do, uh, and um, you know creates a lot of risk when it comes to being able to move fast, as well as the stability of the app. Right? It's ironic, isn't it? Because after all the talk over the last, I guess, five, six years, maybe even longer now, about how everything's going to the cloud, and you can just take services from the cloud on demand and use them. Yeah. The app environment's different, isn't it? Like you're saying, it's kind of in some ways, it's more old school. Here you are, you're back to shipping software. So maybe (laughs) it's not client-server computing, (laughs) but it is client-cloud computing. So, you know, here you are, you're back in the marketer, and and apps often are are largely the purview of the marketing org on the business side, right? Um, And often when an enterprise goes to develop an app, it will will in many ways bypass the whole CIO governance structure, right? Because a lot of the apps are built by third parties, right? Uh, And so it's, you know, in mobile, it's really accelerated this shift of technology and analytics spending and power to the CMO org. It's been written about it in the enterprise Mm -hmm. for some time, but mobile apps started out that way from the very beginning, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. We've all seen statistics whereby CMOs are becoming increasingly responsible for the, for the IT spend in the, yeah. in the business. Yeah. yeah, so here you are, and that's why I like to call it mu- you know, mobile shock, which is kind of a nod right. to future shock by, by Alvin Toffler, which is to say the future's kind of arrived in the wrong order mm-hmm. uh, with, with mobile, at least as far as the marketer's concerned, right? Fantastic. We've got these inc- this incredible you know, UI, user experience, rich way to, to, to reach our users, right? Uh, apps and, and mobile effectively kind of are, is this connective tissue that unites our online and our offline personas, right? Um, but at the same time, your ability to deploy services and move quickly and everything else and have infrastructure to really enable a scalable, sustainable business model yeah. was completely lacking, right? And that's the opportunity and, and really the, the challenge that we saw uh, when we started at Park. And there's a great quote here. I'll just attribute it to M Particles. I don't know who said it, but it's uh, using web solutions to solve mobile challenges 
is like bringing a plastic butter knife to a gunfight. Yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> that's right. Wonderful. Mobile is all the time, mm-hmm. right? It, it's, it, you're capturing telemetry data on top of that. You're capturing user identity. You need to be able to deal with PII yes. or personally identifiable information. Um, it's cookie-less, right? Um, uh, you can't, you, we don't, um, we don't prescribe a taxonomy. So, um, you know, our customers are going to develop an instrumentation plan for the app and a data collection plan um, that's in alignment with whatever they need to use the data for. And there's no standardization in mobile, right? So a lot of the web solutions, you know, uh, you might have a, kind of a defined taxonomy or a more structured way that you need to capture the data. Omniture is a perfect example right. of this, right? Yes. Where they've, got, they've invented their whole taxonomy that's different from anything else. Yes. <laughs> uh, in mobile, it's not that way. It's very quick. There's no standardization of the data. It is real-time all the time. You need to be account for things like a push token as a first-class data entity, right? Okay. Uh, and, and mobile also, and the reason that we're, although we're, we're very focused on cross-screen, mm-hmm. right? We're mobile first because in our view, mobile is increasingly the hub for consumer and user behavior. Right, and as marketers being able to track to that and support that and adopt quickly means, in our view, you need to really put mobile at the center of that. So we started out building really this core competency around mobile data collection, mobile data management, mobile data activation, as well as being just a services orchestration layer for our clients. And then from there, really built that out to account for web, for Roku, for Apple TV, for all of those cross-screen experiences, right? That's really interesting, isn't it? This whole cross-screen, cross-device movement, which we're seeing now, really was triggered by mobile, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah. And mobile, again, is the hub. So, uh, you know, for instance, um, we've got some large uh, clients in the entertainment industry based in L.A., you may start watching and engaging with that content and the service in your living room off of a Roku device. Right. And then you may continue that in the living room or, uh, although you, you know, science says you shouldn't do this if you want to get a good night's sleep, maybe you'll continue sn- that snacking or that binging behavior uh, yeah. on a tablet uh, in bed. Yeah. Right? And then maybe the next day you continue to consume that. You're a transumer. So you consume that content uh, in your commute, right? Yes. Uh, or maybe in the cafeteria. Uh, and so being able to identify and track user behavior across all of this, right, is, is critical um, for, for brands and for conglomerates. Um, and, um, you know, until, until a solution like Imparticle came along, they didn't have a great way of doing that, right? Right, because if you just take, even if you've got good access to mobile app data, if you just take that, then you've just got a slice of what the individual consumer is doing. And when they show up, on your web or even in your store, you don't know it's the same person. Yeah. So you're starting a conversation all over again. That's right. And, and you know, back to kind of your original point in, in mobile being the hub, mobile is the hub. Apps in particular are the hub because these are what we have on us, on our person yes. 24-7, right? And so, um, you know, mobile, you know, companies that we work with that are, that are really kind of leaders in their space, you know, they have a couple things in common. One is how they leverage data, yeah. right? But two is they think about mobile as a hub, right, as this connective tissue, as opposed to just a different digital channel. Yes, right? interesting, interesting. Okay, so we've taken a deep dive into what the challenges are, and you've started to explain what MParticle does. Maybe you could lay out uh, a little bit more detail what services you offer to tackle these challenges. Yeah, so we're a mobile-first, uh, cross-screen customer data hub which is uh, you know, a mouthful, but essentially we solve for data collection, right? data management, and then 
um, really orchestration of all the services you need to run your business. Um, so, uh, you know, if you think about it in terms of like, you know, some clients that we work with, they might have Amazon Web Services or AWS, right, as their substrate that they operate a lot of the business yeah. on. Then if you think about it from a stack perspective, next comes in Particle and where their data layer and their services orchestration, right? So we provide a unified way to collect data with either an SDK for things like Roku or iOS or Android or a JavaScript SDK for web, server-to-server data ingestion API for, for clients that need to send us data that way, right? And then we provide a management facility that allows you to transform data, map data, uh, route data to endpoints like push notification providers and yeah. analytics providers, right? We also bring different types of data back in. And so this is kind of, this is one of the holy grails for the marketer, right? Is really having a closed loop yeah. cross-channel 365-degree view of the customer. Those are a lot of buzzwords, but let me explain what that means, right? If in the previous example, you've started watching it on Roku, engaged with the service, maybe continued on to tablet, then to iOS, maybe even to web, right? We're collecting all of that data. Then maybe you've also interacted with this company or this brand via uh, their support site. Maybe you've logged a ticket in Zendesk, for instance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, we bring back data also from thir- additional third-party data sources like that that our customers use. So we route that all into the data hub. And then any data point that we ingest, whether it's from the customer's iOS app or web app or from their you know Zendesk case management system, right, it's fully leverageable by the rest of our platform. So you can use our platform to route that to your data warehouse, route that to your analytics providers, Mm -hmm. route that to your push notification providers. And then we also provide an ability where you can create a segment using that data. So new user, let's say for an e-commerce client of ours, right? Installs within the last 24 hours, um, have not entered payment information yet, right? Uh, We want to create a segment of users, make that segment portable to our push system or our, our, our Facebook we want to run campaigns against that push or advertising or otherwise to engage with those users, right? Okay. And we keep that updated in real time. Okay. So I've got a couple of follow-up questions. One thing I don't want to miss before I forget. Yep. You can bring data in from other sources. That include your client's own CRM data. For Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, it's very interesting because we seem to have taken a big step from the beginning of the conversation. We were talking about the specific challenges of mobile apps. Yeah. But it sounds to me that what MParticle has evolved into is a kind of unified data hub. Although you're mobile app first, you're actually saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, we can handle all your data management requirements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's correct. You know, the, the caveat I would say is we're mobile first, yeah. right? So if you're out there um, and mobile apps are not important to your core business, right. okay, we're, we're probably not a great fit for you. But if mobile is now or increasingly the hub for your user and consumer behavior, then you want to start with a platform like mm-hmm. Particle, right? If you're just strictly web, then there's plenty of tool sets out there to help you when it comes to data management and mobile, right? Got so it. that's yeah. really the differentiator. And you, you really anticipated my follow-up question, which was going to be whether it makes more sense for some companies than others. You mentioned Airbnb earlier. That's one of your clients. Yep. It's a kind of company where... Real focus of their businesses around the mobile apps. Yeah. You're a good fit, good fit for that. Yeah, for I mean, you could also kind of think about this from like a verticals perspective, mm-hmm. like the verticals for which success with their mobile strategy, right, is critical yeah. uh, in our view is 
travel, hospitality, loyalty, right? E-commerce, it's vital, right? Paid subscription media like Spotify, who's also a customer, right? Yes. Uh, Hulu, who's also a customer, right? Very critical. On-demand services and or kind of just mobile entirely or mobile first services. Uh, a good example of an on-demand customer of ours is Postmates, right? Where, okay. where, where mobile is kind of at the center of their universe, but we also instrument web, right? So these types of verticals is pretty self-evident where yes. you know, mobile is important. Mobile is important for these guys in some cases because, yes, maybe the majority of user engagement and revenue is does transact through mobile, but more so for, for the likes of travel and e-commerce because their most valuable, highest loyal customers, right, want to engage with them anytime, anywhere, and, and typically are the ones that have the app and use it, right? So start as a customer, we're in the SPG app, that's a perfect example. That is strictly a loyalty play, yes. right? Um, so it's, it's not that, you know, the reason mobile really is the linchpin for and so critical for the future of some of those verticals has to do with that's the changing consumer and user behavior of their most valuable users. Okay. Now, we've been, we're almost out of time, so we should wrap up. There's one thing I wanted to touch on before we finish. It's a question about advertising. Can you also, uh, can, can your clients also use your services to enhance their their ad serving. Yes. So one of the things I alluded to earlier was a, a pretty powerful segmentation engine. Yes. Right? So the, uh, you can think of a segment as a list of users that meet a set of criteria that you define. Right? So um, our segmentation engine allows you to create using as criteria literally any data point that we've ingested. Right. Layering on things like recency and frequency allows you to create a segment of users and then allows you to make that segment portable, right? So we've built integrations with audience APIs of Facebook, Twitter, AppNexus, push notification systems, Google, right? So we're integrated with the Google DDP or the Google Data Backbone. So you can create a segment and in particle, send that segment to any of the Google ad products, whether it's AdX or AdSense or anything else, right? And the reason powerful to do this within particle is we have a superset of your data. Yeah. It's maintained in real time. Now you can also execute effortlessly across channel promotion. So you can subscribe that one segment to Google, Facebook, Twitter, your push notification provider, and your email notification provider. Ah, yes. Okay. And if in a brief example, let's say it's for an e-com provider, new installs, no payment information, the second they've entered their payment information, we remove them from their segment, that segment in a particle, and then we write to all these endpoint APIs to remove them from that segment, mm -hmm. and they're no longer targeted. So we make it a lot more efficient, and we, we it's a, one of the other holy grails is marketing for marketer, right, is we really allow them to fulfill the promise of this cross-channel targeting yes. in a fairly effortless way, because without an in-particle solution, how would they do that, right? How would they keep this segment synchronized? How would they integrate it with these endpoints without having to deploy technical resources, right? Yeah, this is great. So what we actually see is uh, tools for the marketer, tools for advertising, and even in a sense... I guess tools for sales and service, we're talking about CRM, all surrounding the central data pool. Yeah, and tools for engineers, oh. right? Uh, you, know, the, the, you know, one thing particularly in apps is marketers need to love it and it needs to create value. <laughs> but, you know, mobile engineers are very powerful influencers and stakeholders in their own right and they need to love it too and we need to create value for them. And so this, the, their ability to kind of deploy a solution like Imparticle uh, and then have mark, the marketing team just self-serve when they need to enable services yeah. 
is, you know, it, you know, makes them heroes, right? And the yeah. other thing it does is it begins to remove all of this extraneous third-party code base, right? Yes. Every third-party SDK that you put in your app to enable these service is a third-party code library that you don't control, right? And, and as the engineer being the ultimate steward of the stability and user experience, every SDK they put in there is a risk. Yeah. Um, so it's a big win. And we have, you know, a, a fairly significant percent of our client adoption cycles are actually driven from engineering and technical product management. Right. In addition yeah. to marketing. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Didn't expect that, but it, it all makes sense. And uh, I guess we're, we're kind of out of time. Dave, thanks for sharing all this about Mparticle. Thank we you. We could talk all day about it. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks, everyone, for listening in. And look out for the next one-on-one podcast.